pandemonium reigns. Yo, welcome wherever you're listening. That's my singing voice. Welcome to Pandemonium Reigns. We are back for the second time this week, Mike, because it's game week again. Game week. Game week. My singing voice. (laughs) If you're listening to this, it could either be Friday or Saturday. If you're listening after Saturday, you are behind the times. All right. Yes. And this, this episode is of no use to you because we are making uh, weekend projections. We're predicting all the best games this weekend. Uh, and I feel like, you know, for week one, you know, I don't absolutely just love the slate. But what I do like about it, my boy is I got some teams I'm really rooting for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's the beauty of this week, man. Quack, quack, and whatever sound a ute makes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, let's pick them. Let's pick them. Let's have a a dang good time doing it. The first one I'm going to throw at you is the return of the backyard brawl. Bro, I'm so excited for this. You know what? This game is underrated, man. I don't I don't hear anybody, and it could be me, you know, full disclosure, it could be me. Is anybody talking about this game? Well, at least not in Tennessee's world because they play at the same time. That's as, yeah, as Tennessee. Blessing um, and a curse. Yeah, which we have to reveal our secret to our audience at this point. This episode is pre-recorded. <laughs> How dare you tell our secrets? <laughs> we are making this prediction before the game is actually played, so we don't know <laughs> what's gonna happen. Um, oh man, Pitt. But listen, I'm so excited that this game is back. But West Virginia and Pittsburgh is a long-standing, hated, bitter rivalry that never should have gone away. Never curses to conference and expansion that have have made this 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 beautiful rivalry go away. You're talking about two teams that absolutely despise one another. The Mountaineers travel a whopping hour to pittsburgh i don't know what the i mean i i could google map it but i actually don't care that much exactly and the spread is in favor of Pitt at seven and a half how do you see this one unfolding my man that that's an interesting detail that that they're favored by seven and a half that those lucky sons of guns get to open up with their first two games at home i mean Oh, why don't you do something with your life, Panthers? I'm kidding. <laughs> they did plenty last year, and I hope to see a little less for this year. Personal yeah. biases included. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do like Pitt in this game. Um, we've we'll talk about sports betting a little bit. We'll favor in those those betting lines, the overs and unders. Yeah. Uh, and that seven and a half is telling because in theory, if you're a casual sports fan, if you're a casual college football fan, you're probably thinking that these programs are in somewhat similar regions of one another, mm-hmm. West Virginia's coming off, or they're they've dealt with a little more turmoil than Pitt. Um, Narduzzi's yeah. been there for a little while, even though we've highlighted in our Tennessee talks all they've lost. Narduzzi's been there. He got a pretty good replacement from the portal and a guy that played a little bit when Pickett was either sitting out or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Keaton Slovis, hoping that he throws seven picks in week two, but we're talking <laughs> about week one. But I do like Pitt in this game probably by like – I like them by like 11 to 14 in that range because West Virginia, if in case you've forgotten, they do have JT Daniels. So anything he's got left in the tank, it's the battle of the, the yeah. former USC quarterback out there in the, in the backyard. Brawl. Oh, yeah, I didn't consider that. 
But I still like Pitt by 11 to 14. We've heard about their defensive line. Uh, we know their offensive line returns like some 14-year seniors up there. Somehow they've done that. But, yeah, give me Pitt. They're covering that 7.5 by 11 or 14 for me. Yeah. I think in my mind I had Pitt by around 10. Now, I think best-case scenario in this game for a Tennessee fan is West Virginia and Pitt go back and forth in a heart-wrenching, gut-punching, barn burner with 13 overtimes. And, yes. And West Virginia breaks their hearts by two, and they cannot possibly recover from the emotional damage, right? So was, <laughs> I did not I did not interpret that very well or uh, uh, mimic that very well. Uh, but I, I, like, I like Pitt by 10. I do think it's going to come down to – I think the X factor is JT Daniels. Is he the five star that those guys in Athens think that he actually is? Right? How well yeah. does he perform? I think uh, Slovis is going to be good. I don't think he's Kenny Pickett by any by any means. Uh, but at, uh, nonetheless, I'm going to take the Panthers by ten. Uh, we've already talked Tennessee, so we're not going to do that on this episode. This this podcast is not brought to you by. Or, or through orange goggles moves us to Saturday and let's talk a couple of Saturday slates. There's four games that we're going to look at on Saturday's slate that are of interest, three definite one. I'm going to surprise you with. Okay. All right. So let's look at if, if there's anybody below or in this country that is below the Mason Dixon that cares about this game. I want to meet you Notre Dame at Ohio state. I don't know that I care. I do care, but okay. you know that I'm a hateful, angry person. If you've read <laughs> our bios, if you've listened to some of my rants on Kirk Herbstreet, yeah, and yeah. man, there'll be more. There'll be more rants where those came from. Yes, man. Yes. You know, old Mike would be like, "Can both teams lose? Can't they just both lose? <laughs> Can't you? You know, in the lose? 2012 in the national championship game, I was rooting for the referees. I wasn't even rooting for Notre Dame. That's yeah. how how young and naive I was. Gosh, <laughs> uh, SEC pride. Yeah, yeah." Uh, I, I'm rooting for Notre Dame. I would love for them to snatch that momentum. I would love for them to end C.J. Stroud's Hosman campaign. Mm. Even the receivers, they've got receivers that could make Hosman runs if they were to go absolutely off. Uh, rooting big for Notre Dame. However, Ohio State's going to run away with this one. It's at home. Marcus Freeman good, seems like a great a great coach. He's, we know he's a good recruiter because he's getting commitments off of Wazoo yeah. up there in South Bend, but it's too soon. Losing your coach, you got a first-year coach going to Ohio State who is absolutely loaded. Yeah. Talk about someone that didn't experience much of a drop-off at all. Sure, you might find it in some of those depth pieces, but that front line of that front 22 at Ohio State, I'm not sure it even matters because the, the quarterback is so good, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, they're they're going to run away with this game, in my opinion. They're going to – they're probably going to hold – Notre Dame under 24, 21 points in my book. And I think that they could push 50. I mean, this is going to be ugly, I think. Wow. So you're saying Ohio State covers that minus 17 spread? I'm saying it. If I, if, if I bet this game, I'll bet Ohio State to cover that 17. Okay. I will also take Ohio State, and I will also take them to cover, but I don't think they cover by that much. I think the score is not going to be as indicative as the game itself. I think it's going to have – Felt like a blowout, but it will be uh, about a 20-point victory for the Buckeyes. Don't get me wrong. 
hey, go Notre Dame and the fighting Marcus Freemans. Do the thing, okay? Do it. Make me wrong. Make me lose money if I bet this game. Lose all the money. I like Marcus Freeman. I like that guy a lot. I do not like Ryan Day at all. I think he's all scum between my toes. Hey, here's um, a quick factor for you. Okay. Over under on this game is 59. So Woo. that seems low. I would probably lean over on that, but especially with the way that I think Ohio State could really run it up. But that 59 is telling. I mean, Vegas, they're not often wrong, and that's a yeah. really intriguing number. Uh, especially, especially with a gap like 17 for the line. Yeah. And and for the line to be an even 17, you know, that makes things a little bit tricky as well because if if the line, if you're going to push with two touchdowns and a field goal, that means you got to figure out a way to hang an uneven number or to win by t- at least three touchdowns. So that's that's some really intriguing numbers there from Vegas. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to land under. However, I won't be surprised if it's over. And I think if it is over, it's because Ohio State, uh, Ohio State, Ohio State <laughs> threw another touchdown right now in this moment to Jackson Smith, the Jigba. Uh, I see a Buckeye blowout. Now, the reason I don't care about that game is because there's these next two, man, I care. I, I am, I am, I'm emotionally invested. Like, like there's a bit of a problem here. <laughs> there's a bit of a there problem. There is, especially if you're, if your orange colored sunglasses are off. Orange colored sunglasses. One we've already talked about just a little bit. It's the home game in Atlanta for the Bulldogs against the Oregon Ducks. Oregon Ducks. It's an it's a it's a neutral site game for Oregon, but ironically enough, it's a home game for Georgia. It's crazy yeah. how that works. It's so uh, crazy. I'm in total agreement with Josh Pate. Let's do away with neutral site games. Boo. 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 College football is home of uh, fan bases that go buck wild in their home environments. So let's bring that back. Absolutely. The spread is negative 17 in Georgia's favor. We've already talked about this, but give me your thoughts again real quickly. Yeah, um, man, talk about another game where I'm I'm actually so much more invested in Oregon than I am in Notre Dame. Would love for Notre Dame to win. I would be over the moon if yes. Oregon could win this game. Absolutely. Over the moon. Absolutely. You know, let Dan Lanning pull out all the secrets that he knows about Georgia's weaknesses, anything they might have. Let him throw some stuff at Stetson Bennett. Yeah, figure out a way to stop that run. I'm here for all of it. Sign me up. Here's my money, whatever you need. <laughs> but Georgia, again, favored by 17, man. What's up with this? Is Vegas just stuck on this number or something? Um, I don't know. Vegas is high. Vegas is high. I, I would, you know, as we get closer to this game, yes, we've talked about it. I feel like today, again, we're pre-recording. We're telling our secrets out here. I think Oregon could cover that and, and they could, you know, they could, keep it to a 10, 14 point loss. Okay. But that's just where I'm at today. I mean, we talk, if you go into Georgia's depth and what they could do, yeah. especially if there's any issues in the defensive line there for Oregon, it could get ugly. But yeah. as of today, I would lean under the 53 that I'm seeing. It's under the 53. It's probably like 24 to 14 dogs or something like that. Okay. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. I don't think that Georgia's going to have any trouble here. Uh, I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well, which if you listen to our episode back on Georgia when we when we discussed all this with Ryan Phillips, nothing's changed since then. Okay? No no major injuries to Georgia, nothing new for Oregon. We're 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 putting together our our magic potion for Bo Nix to do something incredible, but I just don't see it happening. I'll take Georgia and I will take Georgia to cover 
which leads us to the next last game that I want to cover for the day. And um, before we talk about it, what the heck is a Ute? What is a Ute? Man, I don't know what a Ute is. I don't, you know, I've always wanted to Google what's a Ute. What is an Aggie? <laughs> hey Siri, what is a Hokie? What are these things, man? I know what a volunteer is. I know what a volunteer is because I'm an American. You know what I mean? Come on, dude. This is not a Tennessee bias thing. I know oh, what a volunteer gosh. is. Right, right, right. There's a right. reason that it's Texas and not North Mexico. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Keep that. Read your history books, people. Please, please. Our mascot actually has meaning. Yeah, honestly. I want to know what a Ute is, and I desperately, if, if I could look into the future for a week one game and see what happened right now, mm. I want to know what happens in this game because I can't wrap my mind around it, man. Yeah. I'm so torn because of all the rooting interests that we've mentioned so far. Go Utes. Go <laughs> Utes. Do not let me down in this yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it really feels, it, it feels scary to me that Florida, I'm sorry, that Utah goes into the swamp, a three point favorite. Mainly it's mm-hmm. unknowns, but I mean, being a favorite in the swamp, I don't care if it's your first year under Napier. I don't care if Mullins there. I don't even care, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Must champ. Good grief. Yeah. <laughs> either one, either one. I don't care who's there. Yeah. But I, I just don't know what to say about this game. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. But unfortunately, we have officially started the podcast, Mike, and you have to officially go on record and make a projection. I'll do it. I'll do it. All right. But just know that I'm winging it, people. I'm winging (laughs) it. I'm laying it off there on the line, taking some chances. Okay. And I'm going to side with the fear that resides in my gut that lives Uh, rent free in my mind. Okay. I'm going to say that Florida, that, that they win it outright. Okay. Uh, in a close game, I don't see them running away with it. Part of it for me is we know some of the suspects for Florida. We know those names in that front seven. We know Trey Dean in the secondary. Mm-hmm. If I hear Anthony Richardson's name, you know, 10 more times before the Tennessee-Florida game, I might start throwing up every time. I don't know. Yeah. But we know the suspects for Florida, and I think that's why I stand where I stand right now. There's that fear of Florida that lives in Tennessee fans rent-free, and I think they not only – yeah, I think they win it outright. Three-point favorite for Oregon for Utah, excuse me, doesn't bother me. I think that Florida wins it outright. Okay. You know, I, I, don't, I don't hate that. However, uh, we do disagree, and that makes me happy. So, yes. Utah is one of those teams that is littered with, you know, three stars, a bunch of no-names coming out of high school. And I guarantee you, uh, Whittingham, head coach of Utah, is is preaching that hey guys we get to go play the mighty sec and for years utah has been scrappy they are physical they are in your face they they play through the whistle they are also a team that just doesn't beat themselves they sure don't you have to go and take it away from utah and from what we know about florida right now not being very much i don't like them to do that uh anthony richardson is a special special talent but he's going to have to – he's got to prove it this game. They've got – they don't have any time to figure it out with him. Absolutely. Gainesville, the lights are on. It's in Gainesville. I'm going to take Utah to not only win that game, but to cover. I know it's a whopping three points, but I'm going to take, uh, take a ten-point win in Gainesville by Utah, and that is the game 
when the weekend is over that the media is talking about how Utah handled the Florida Gators and the mighty SEC. And this is coming from somebody who is a fan uh, of a team in the Southeastern Conference. I think Utah comes ready to play. They've got a they've got a stud quarterback in Cameron Rising who's coming back, who can throw, who can run, who can do all the things. He is more proven than Anthony Richardson. Uh, I think Richardson will make some make some plays on Saturday that make the uh, Saturday night that make you go ooh ooh. But give me the Utes, give me the Utes from your mouth to God's ear. <laughs> Let it be, Lord Jesus. Yes and amen. <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw another game at you just for funsies, okay? You ready for Let's this? Let's do it. Let's do it. I don't even know where this game is being played at. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be in Lincoln, Nebraska, if if I have to pick. <laughs> but uh, Nodak State, North Dakota State Bison uh, take on Nebraska. And no, Nodak State is not what they used to be. But neither is Nebraska. Ooh, man. <laughs> I couldn't even find a spread on this game. It's like it's like Vegas doesn't even care about Nebraska anymore after they wet the bed against Northeastern. Talk to me. What do you uh, – so uh, the ESPN FBI has got Nebraska at 97.9% to win this game. This is game two for Nebraska. This is game one for the Bison. Talk to me. Talk to me. Man. Nebraska needs to go in and put up a sh- they they need to put on a show. They oh, need yeah. to score 50 by halftime. They need to win this game by freaking 70. I mean, if there's ever a time that I'm glad to be a Tennessee fan and not a Nebraska fan, it's right now. <laughs> My heart goes out to you though. It's I'm not laughing yeah. at you. Yeah. I'm laughing because we've been there, bro. Sorry. Oh, have we been there? <sighs> I do think they'll get some. It, I, I can't call this redemption. I can't call it redemption, oh, but no. I, I I do think they'll come out of this game with some things to feel good about. You know, hopefully, to goodness sake, they get a chance to play some of those young guys. Shout yeah. out to the coldest. I would like to see you this weekend, my guy. The coldest. You know, heck, I don't think they're capable of shutting out like some high school teams, but man, go pitch a shutout or something. Give me something yeah. to feel good about because in – Two weeks' time from when we get Saturday, we'll be talking about Nebraska and the Sooners. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's a new era in Oklahoma, but it doesn't – you know, it feels like the same old, same old. feels like worse than ever in Lincoln. Yeah. So, give me something to feel good about just to try to throw together a score prediction. I'll say Nebraska 45, North Dakota State 21. I won't leave you with all those good feelings that I'm that I'm hoping that you get. But you are coming out with a win. We're going to get some of those young guys in. And hopefully, hopefully they can start to turn a corner because I'm I'm rooting for that. Right. I don't hate that. I'm going to say and take a Nebraska win. I think it's going to be ugly, though. The, the score might not uh, portray that, but I'm going to say an ugly Nebraska win. Do you know why, Mike? Because that's what they've been doing for five years under Scott Frost. If they do get wins, they're ugly. All right, except ugly. for la- last year when they beat Northwest. Uh, North, who are they? Northwestern by sixty something. But listen, yeah, listen. Uh, hey, listen. Maybe you're maybe you're listening to Pandemonium Reigns right now, and you're on your drive to work, and or you're on your drive home from work, and and you had a terrible day. You know what could have made your day worse? You could have been a Nebraska fan that bought a ticket freaking across the world to go watch your team play and wet the 
bed against the Wildcats of Northwestern, who shares uh, their their geography with Notre Dame. Okay, that's a bad day. The money you spent to get over there to to watch Scott Frost call an onside kick and wet the bed. You know what? Nebraska gets a win against uh, Nodak State, but I don't think it's uh, no. It's not even Nodak State. It's North Dakota. My goodness, all the listeners out there think I'm an idiot. It's just North Dakota. <laughs> you know what? I don't change my answer. I think it's an ugly win. I, I just, I mean, and you're guilty until proven otherwise. Yeah, that's a fact. Guilty. This is not. Guilty. This is not the justice system. You're not innocent until proven guilty. You done proven that you're guilty. That you're not capable. You done proved too too many things in a negative light. Go prove something for me, man. Y'all ain't done crap, and I need you to. I need to see y'all take some steps. I'm with you. So Sunday night, uh, the weekend only gets better. The weekend is not over. The weekend is not over when Saturday ends, y'all. Let Saturday end, wake up, take yourself to church, get you a little nap in because the Seminoles and the Bayou Bengals are kicking off on ABC at 7.30. And get this, bro. Have you seen the spread for this? Just because I just went there right now is the only only reason I've seen it. That is much lower than I was expecting. Listeners, listen in very closely. Lean in, pull your car over. Are you listening? Are you listening? LSU by three. That's what it's got. LSU by three. Mike, this is in Baton Rouge, right? It's in New I, Orleans, but I mean, oh, again, well, abolish neutral site games, right? Man. Well, Come well on. That, that was me being sarcastic, okay? It is a neutral site game for Florida State. It is a home game for the Tigers of LSU. Uh, neutral site, my booty, right? My booty cheeks. Negative three, LSU, do they win? Do they cover? What happens? Oh, boy. You know, FSU put up an ugly number against Duquesne, a Duquesne, team Duke. that you might have seen in March Madness, but you certainly ain't seen about their football team for any good reason. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. But oh, gosh. in some of those clips, you know what I can't get out of my head? Some of those interior offensive linemen for the Seminoles, yeah, they may have turned it into a positive play. They may have had more speed than Duquesne, but they were getting pushed backwards against Duquesne. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, if you can't push Duquesne off the line of scrimmage, yeah. you're probably going to get whipped at the point of attack against LSU. Yeah. Um, and I've done a little digging into some SEC team rosters um, I know that they lost some players in, in the portal and that they gained some players in the portal. And I know that everything's new in Baton Rouge right now. And that makes me feel better about LSU because of the talent that I know that resides down there than some of the unknowns that we've seen in Tallahassee. Um, you know, you might even draw some parallels from Tallahassee to Lincoln, Nebraska, when you think about some of the scenes over the last few years for the Knowles. I would love to see the Knowles get this win. Um, I would love to see the Brian Kelly era not go well in Baton Rouge. 0-1. 0-1 would be a great start for that man. But I'm going to take LSU to cover that and probably pull out like a uh, – like this. I don't think there's going to be a bunch of offense in this. You know, can they guard Boutte? Probably not. But is it going to gel for them down there with all the new – still yet. I'm going to say 13-point, you know, 17-point win for uh, for LSU. But I'm thinking a low scoring, kind of like a like a, maybe a 24 to 10, 24 to 14, ugly kind of game. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you could even see some of those points come from like a special teams, big play or defensive touchdown. I, I just don't see much offense coming from this. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel good about that FSU over line for this game. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I see it unfolding the exact same way, and my wishes are all the same as yours. I do think that the X factor lies in Florida State's hand, and Jordan Travis, the quarterback for the Seminoles, he is. I think he's going to have to play the lights out. If that pocket collapses, he's going to have to make Johnny Menzel plays. He's he's yes. going to have to uh, he's going to have to make the right checks. He's going to have to uh, um, sustain drives. He's going to have to extend plays. All the things in order to pull off uh, this 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 upset. Uh, even with that said, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take LSU, and I'm gonna take them to cover. And if I'm betting this game, you can take it to the bank. I'm betting the under on that 51 and a half. I don't see this game getting anywhere near 51 and a half from where I stand right now. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I did notice when I dove into LSU's roster. Just as far as sheer bodies in the room, it seems like there's a lot less defensive backs, and they're kind of known for some defensive backs down there. But, I mean, they actually break it down on their website by safeties and corners, mm -hmm. and I counted like four or five safeties. I mean, that's just not very many safeties. So maybe if FSU can protect, maybe they exploit that. Okay. And then something that we text about the other day is there's going to be a true freshman left tackle starting for LSU. Oh, yeah. It's funny. It's funny. We know that, but Brian Kelly won't tell us who the quarterback is. There's something ironic about that. But, you know, maybe maybe FSU exploits some of that. I still just don't love the offenses here. So, yeah, under that 51 and a half, but LSU pulls it out by 11 or 13 or 17 points. You know what? Brian Kelly hasn't even coached his first game in the SEC, and I'm already over it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm already over it. I'm already over it. Withholding who his quarterback is. I think we all know that it's Jaden Daniels, and if it's not Jaden Daniels, then you know somebody is is really coming along. But Brian Kelly, uh, the only thing worse than Brian Kelly is Urban Meyer. But we will not go there. No, we okay. won't. Hey, one last question. You said you wanted to ask me before we hop off uh, for the weekend here, but I do want to point out and give you guys some good news before Mike asked me this question. When you thought your weekend of football was over on Sunday, it's not. Because Clemson is going to be taking on the Yellow Jackets Monday night. The only thing better than a Monday night uh, and Monday night football is college football on Amen, a Monday night. Who gives a crap, even though we'll probably be talking NFL once the college ball season ends here on Pandemonium. Rain, we sure you will. said you had, a, you had a question for me. What is it? Lay it on I, me. It'll I right. do have a, a banger of a question for you, but you just prompted me to go look and see what that line was on Georgia Tech and Clemson. Oh, boy. And, and much like those FCS opponents, when they get mixed in with a Power 5 team, there's not even a freaking over-under. There's not even <laughs> a betting line for this game. That's how no, of course bad it's going to be for Georgia Tech. Uh, but, yeah, go uh, go ACC for sure. sure All right. Yeah. Who, where is that upset? I'm not talking about that week zero upset of Vandy beating the Rainbow Warriors oh, or Northwestern gosh. actually, as expected, beating Nebraska. Where is that upset coming from week one in college football? You know, rumor is the Commodores are still storming the field in Honolulu, Hawaii. <laughs> I've seen it. They're doing it. Oh, my gosh. All right. So what is the upset of the weekend? Uh, peeping over the schedule very quickly, my eye goes to two different 
uh, ball games. The first game is Penn State and Purdue. I know that Purdue's lost quite a bit, and Penn State is uh, going to be returning quite a bit and going to be probably, probably pretty well favored in this. Purdue is just that team that always seems to beat somebody they're not supposed to. You know, they did it to Michigan State. Um, was that last year or a couple years ago? Yeah. Uh, last year. Last year. Beat a really, really dang good uh, Michigan State team. Won the shootout against us. I, I can see them giving Penn State fits. Um, Vegas agrees with you. Really? What does Vegas say about it? Penn State's only favored by three and a half, which is just – not a good uh, a good sign for the James Franklin era. It is a home game for Purdue, and yeah. I know that factors in when Vegas does these things, but Penn yeah. State only being favored by three and a half is not the sign that you're looking for going into what seems like year 23 for James Franklin <laughs> at Penn State. Oh, it seems like only yesterday when he was in Nashville. Oh. Uh, that's sarcasm, folks. The second game uh, that I see – and I, th- I find this one more likely than I do Penn State Purdue, and that's the Wolfpack traveling to East Carolina. Listen, I know NC State's going to be good. I know that they got uh, that quarterback situation with O'Leary figured out, and there's they're they're talking about him winning a Heisman or at least being the a finalist there in Raleigh. But I like East Carolina. I, I mean, listen, they're a group five, so I don't have a lot of information on them. I can I can see NC State going in this game, feeling like they can roll it out, and East Carolina be like, all right, oh, cool, watch this, right? Watch this. And then and next thing you know, the fourth quarter rolls around, and, and they're right there in it, and NC State is going, oh, crap, right? So I, I, I actually see that one more likely than, than the Purdue game. What say you, though? You got a, You got an upset for me? I do, and it comes down to about three games for me. Um, I like three. that Purdue Penn State. You told That's me not one. one that... No, no, I'm going to narrow it down for you. Don't okay. don't you worry. Okay. <laughs> um, what I what my heart wants it to be is the Georgia State, lovely, lovely team down there in Atlanta. They travel to Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, I would boy. love in my heart for it to be South Carolina dealing with that mess, especially in year two when things are supposed to be going so well for them. Give me that. But I don't think anyone will be allowing Georgia State to come in anytime soon and be overlooked. Vegas certainly doesn't love Carolina. They're less than a two-touchdown favorite against Georgia State. But still, I don't think anyone's going to overlook Georgia State quite this soon. The other one, again, coming from a small place of bias and, and hatred, is Miami of Ohio traveling to Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, um, you're, you're think, doing this through orange goggles. Hey, maybe I am. <laughs> but do, do you remember that Kentucky and UT Chattanooga game last year, my friend? Oh, boy. Oh They're boy. replacing yeah. Wondell Robinson. Uh, Chris Rodriguez is certainly out. They're not even on the depth chart right now. So he's out. Going to replace some guys on the offensive line. Will Levis going to have to find him a new target because Wondell, he ain't there no more, my friend. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I, for all things considered, I believe in Kentucky to beat Miami of Ohio and really to be a thorn whether they beat Tennessee or not in the SEC standings this year. So I'm not going there. But, no, I'm actually going over to Oklahoma State. Oh, they okay. Maybe they – you know, it just seems like we get in this place where every three, five years, they just kind of wet the bed. They just kind of come out slow and groggy. Maybe this is my head. But they're going to play host to Central Michigan. Uh, they are approximately a three-touchdown favorite. 
but that's the one that I'm making my call with. I'm going to say Central Michigan pulls the upset over Oklahoma State if I have to choose one game. Didn't they do this a couple years ago? It sure seems of, like they on did. One of the more wild plays that we've ever seen in, in college football. Hey, I'll be here for that. I like Mike Gundy. Uh, however, uh, I have predicted them to win the Big 12, so that would be a little problematic for my prediction. Understandable, understandable. Uh, but I like that. I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. Needless to say, listen, upsets, no upsets, week one of the college football season is upon us. It is in the air. Breathe it in through your nostrils. Nost- nostrils, nostrils. I don't, know what, I don't know if anybody has a nostril. Uh, breathe it in through your nostrils, exit out through your mouth, soak it in because week one is here. And um, on behalf of us at Pandemonium Reigns, thank you so, so much for choosing to listen to us, choosing to subscribe, choosing to follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Listen, man, we are only a little more than a month old. We are, we are, we are right at that 300 total download mark, and we just can't say thank you enough and mike i'm going to go ahead and give the people a little uh little sneak peek of what's coming at pandemonium reigns can, can i do, do that it. is that okay let's do it oh pandemonium yeah. reigns is in conversation with sponsors what 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 we're we're a newborn baby we're sucking on our thumbs and we're talking about sponsors we're talking about practice so <laughs> uh what that means is we have to say thank you again to our listeners. So thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. You could be listening to anybody, but you have chosen to listen to us. And Michael said, says more than thank you that he's actually handing out uh, personalized car washes. Uh, Absolutely. For... <laughs> uh, I, it, you know, I actually have to drive your car down to Gainesville for it to be washed, but, but I will be, Maybe watching it or maybe damn well. Who knows? Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Needless to say, uh, the season is here and talking season is over. Thank and, God. And and the growth of the baby that is pandemonium reigns is 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 happening. We we have legs to this thing, this vision that we've talked about for so long. And uh, you know what? Our fans, which is crazy to say, we have them you guys are making this fun. Thank you for interacting with us. Thank you for following us on the social media platforms and, and all the other places we have, we have reached farther now than YouTube and Apple podcast and Spotify. You can find us on places like Google podcast and iHeartRadio and wherever gets your, wherever you get your, uh, your, your listening pleasure. If we are not there, let us know. And I will do everything I can to get us there because we want to be in your ear. Right? Absolutely. We want to give you these bad ears. takes and give you these angers. <laughs> Listen, I have told you guys that Mike is angry and a little with, with every passing episode, he gets a little more angry. Mike, did you know that not only can people hang out with us, uh, the guys at Pandemonium Reigns over podcast, do you know how else that they can do this? I'm springing, this, I'm springing this on you. Do, do you know how the people can hang out with us? They can join us on Call of Duty because that's what we're about to do, right? We better be Let's anyway. do it. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey, we love you guys. Go hang out with us uh, next episode. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing a Tennessee game recap and talking the rest of the college football world. Until then, we love you guys and have a fantastic week one weekend. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.